Should've warned me I was doing this. Shit. No problem. Oh, Elliot. Dude. All over. Elliot. Oh. They've been doing that. We're at the... No problem, bud. We're at the orange thing. And it's <laughs> going... Oh, yeah. Live from a garage in Lakewood, it's the Four Out Podcast, hosted by Todd Perry. I am the host. Buck Perez. You could stop filming me right now. I'm your announcer, Elliot. Everybody and welcome back to the Far Out Podcast. My name is Todd Perry. Buck Perez is in the house. What it do? What it do? Stop it! <laughs> and I'm not supposed to. This is made for radio. Don't don't recognize the camera. That's the first made, rule. Made for that's, radio. The face. That's the first rule. You're don't look at it. Oh, don't look at. Elliot is filming us right now in our intro. It's like we haven't had much video on the show in a minute. So I'm saying that's a good thing. The the medium is radio, so we shouldn't be... Well, it's podcasting, to be fair. Well, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's in the same different. I'm, I'm going to agree with you. Yeah, thank you. Ellie, I don't thank know you, if you know what you're pointing at right now. Neither do I. I think he's just taken so many selfies in his life that he knows every angle, I think, is what it I've, is. I actually have the most outdated phone, so, really? yeah. It's pretty awesome. It's probably should true. I should I I should like crack it out since yeah. we're doing visual shit. Right? Sure, why not? Can I pass this? Okay, here we go. We're passing around the camera. And we're filming. So, uh, yes. Yeah. So uh, on today's show, we're gonna discuss. First of all, I have a big reveal. Something oh. I want to talk about. Which I've uh, not even I've talked about with like one friend before. I'm gonna talk about this big reveal, and then also on today's show, we're gonna discuss uh, a list. Of unusual ways, some of the craziest ways that people have died since going back to like 650 BC. Oh, we that's have a long a, time. We have a comprehensive list of this. So we're going to talk about all that. Uh, but before we get to that, Stitcher. Mm, what about it? It's an app. It's a free app, and you can hear our show. And Buck always listens to the show on Stitcher, yes? This is, yeah, that's the only way I listen to it. But uh, come on, this is this is a commercial at this point, right? What? I'm no. I'm just pimping the. We're filming this and we're doing the Stitcher ad right now. This is this is bad. This is just what I had on the list. This is we have we have breakdowns. This is what I had on the okay. top of the show. We're going to discuss a little bit so people know because people listen. A lot of people listen on Stitcher, and so basically you can download the Stitcher app and you can hear our show immediately when it comes out and stream it wherever you are. So find Far Out Podcast on Stitcher if you're so inclined. If not, you use uh, iTunes. Uh, that's totally fine. That was the best commercial you ever did. So. I, I want to admit on the show something, and mm-hmm. this is honest, this is not bullshit, but I was, uh, back in November, we did some shows, and I was using performance-enhancing drugs. Oh, my God. What drugs? And what performance yeah. did you enhance? How could you really enhance anything here? Yeah. What, How- what performance were you enhancing? <laughs> Let's, let me ask that at first. Okay, it wasn't sexual. <laughs> right. I, uh, for, for some odd reason, back in November, a acquaintance, friend, I can't get into detail... Mm. But told me, Todd, I have a shitload of Wellbutrin, the antidepressant. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this person was getting switched onto another drug and therefore had like a six-month supply of Wellbutrin that they hadn't used. So they said, hey, you know, if, if you want any or know anybody that wants any, you know, I'll, I'm just giving it away before I flush it down the toilet. So then I was talking with my wife and I, I mentioned it and she said, you know, 
actually, you should take it. Wow. Because it's very good for people who have kind of ADD kind of problems, like attention deficit. Yeah. Buck, you're laughing. Well, why is she calling you out like that? Wait. Yeah, that might help you, you know? Well, because it would. Yeah. You know me. Yeah, you're kind of... Yeah, you yeah. I think the better takeaway is your wife is like, yeah, you should definitely do drugs. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that was the only drug she'd want me to do. And so, but basically, like, I'll, I'll be honest, like, throughout my in- entire life, I've kind of had focus troubles. Right. And maybe if you listen to the show, you'll probably get that. Like, I've been the kind of person that I have to use a lot of workarounds in order to be a functional human being. Now, I have a great professional job. You know, I work as a creative person. Uh, you know, but it, domestically, I've always been kind of a torture to live with because, you know, I'm not going to remember to move my car when it's street sweeping. It's no. never going to happen. Nope. No matter how hard I try, like my brain doesn't work that way. Buck, you're you're almost a more extreme case than I. Uh, as in what? I'm as, as in maybe this kind of personality. <laughs> yes. Yes, yeah, I live I, with you. Yeah, exactly. We were we you, were we were two peas in a pod, but it wasn't a good pod. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It was not good. And I'm the kind of guy that like you know my, for in order for me to like you know do something very small like you know do the dishes on a daily basis, it took like three years for my wife to get me on a schedule for it, because the moment I go to put the dishes in, I feel like someone's grabbing me, like some demon is grabbing me by the neck. And mm. pulling me the opposite way. Like wow. any kind of weird domestic task or small task is very frustrating for me. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest about that. Yeah. And in a work situation, I show up to work. I can work. I can be functional. But I'm a space cadet. I'm the kind of guy that you put me in a meeting mm. and I'm immediately staring at the ceiling th- three minutes in. Mm. You know, I have a hard time. Like I'll sit and I'll work real hard writing a project like for work, writing a radio commercial. And then I'm... I'm I'm gone three minutes out. Like I, it's very difficult doing things like doing a podcast, sitting having beers. I'm the most fo- crazy focused person. I have that weird ADD crazy focus, but in in other ways, being a functional human being is is kind of frustrating for me. Okay. So, so yeah, you're overthinking it. Just smoke some pot, mellow out, or take some <laughs> Wellbutrin, whatever the well, kids no, are taking. So, uh, so this 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 person said, you know, I got a whole bunch. Maybe you should try it. And so my wife said, you know, just give yourself two weeks. Just take a half pill a day. See what happens. Right? And I thought, oh, boy. I thought, oh, well, you know, it might be fun. I got nothing else going on in my life. (laughs) You know, honestly, you get to the point where I'm like, I got kids. You know, I I, I mean, I I don't have kids. I sit, my creative life is together. My professional life is together. Uh, You know, money's coming in. Like, I don't have any major problems in life. Besides kind of trying to make myself better, you know? So I said, okay, I'll try it. And it was crazy because I started taking like a half pill a day. And immediately I would sit at work and I could fucking pay attention all day. Like I would sit and I could write for like two hours straight without every four minutes going, I need to check the Raiders, (laughs) you know, That being said, you're depressed. No, it wasn't. I, you I don't, are clinically depressed. I don't think I, I'm this? not. I'm not. You know me. I, I think I'm a happy person. One you think the, you are? Yeah. One of the things of depression is denial. Okay. Mm. Mm. Maybe I'm here to help you, Todd. Yeah, you think so? You seem depressed lately. I, no, I don't. I, I didn't feel depressed at all. What I, I what I found was I started taking these pills, and I I had this amazing focus. 
And like I was sitting at work meetings and I was like talking through the work meetings and I was like being really like more confident than usual. And like I was like sitting in and like I was I was really kicking ass professionally. Were you or is that how you perceive? Was it? that the drugs talking? <laughs> was that the drugs talking? Oh, true. No, but I felt like I would walk into a room and be like, I'm taught. I'm the shit. I know what the fuck I'm doing. So they did they prevent did they uh, enhance your performance or enhance your theories of your performance? Well, my erections were firm. Right. Oh wait, no. Okay, no. I, I I found that actually I could nail out more because I, I nail I, nail because I, I write for a living. I'm, a, I'm you know I write radio commercials, and so I could write much more in an eight hour shift, and it was good quality work. And I was more focused, and it was like it wasn't like noon. It's lunch. I'm running out of here. Like my hair's constantly on fire. I didn't have that feeling of, uh, you know, of that. But then, after this was going, I was like, "This is pretty good." But, yeah. But then one day, I, I was leaving a work meeting and driving back to my office, and I got this mild feeling of wanting to kill myself. Uh, that's a side effect. And that's a side effect of like taking like antidepressants is like, and I was driving and I was like, fuck it. <laughs> I had this feeling I was driving down, uh, was it um, Century Boulevard by LAX? Mm-hmm. Going from a meeting in the South Bay back to Marina Del Rey. And I had this feeling of like, hey, you know, it's all worthless. You know, <laughs> and, and there's no point in continuing on. And this is while you're on the drug or off of it? That's why I was on it. Oh. And, and so then that was, I was taking a half pill a day. And I was wildly focused, and I was wildly emotionally invested in everything I was doing, which is, I'm kind of, I would say, probably an emotionally slightly distant human being. Maybe. Eh. I'm warm. You're a warm person, yeah. But I'm not, you never see me get too pissed about anything or too upset, yeah? No. I mean, even tempered. Yeah. Um, well, how long had you been on it? Uh, yeah, this was like the, f- the third or fourth day. Oh, that's pretty early on. Yeah, so it was kind of early on. And so then I said, oh, I'm going to kick it back. To a, qu- a quarter pill a day. What a puss. So I had this, this <laughs> pill quarter, cutter. A quarter of a pill. And so I was, I was you know, at, at work I was, I was great. When, when I'd come home, I was like wildly even-tempered about anything. Nothing really bothered me at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, which normally things would bother me slightly. But, but normal, whoa, dog, Jesus Christ. Oh, that's your buddy. So, uh, but eventually I, I came to this point where I was like, the part of me that wants to better my life or the part of me that's like, oh, I need to write a bit for the podcast. I need to make the podcast better. Or all the things, all the insecurities that drive me right. completely dried up. Yeah. And so, like, the part of me that was like, oh, you know, you should, you know, work harder on your creative stuff, you know, outside of work. Or you should you should work more to try to, like, you know, go to the gym or what, everything. No, didn't care. It was all gone. I completely accepted myself in my worst of problems. <laughs> Right, right, and, and that, and I, I was still drinking on it, but, and so then eventually I, I, because I was working on some, you know, some, some writing a book and and all this different stuff, and I, I didn't give a shit about it anymore. Yeah. Wow, wow, I, I com- uh, it completely zonked any of the part of my maybe my insecurities that propel me to do more shit completely was dead. I actually uh, tried Paxil for two weeks. I had a similar situation. And that is what threw me completely. Like at first, I was like, "Oh, I was like horribly depressed," and I was like, "Oh, this is this is pretty good." And then at one point, I was like just driving around, and I was like, 
everything's fucking really great. It's like a cartoon land and like, you <laughs> yeah. know, the flowers sing and, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I was like, this is fucking terrible. My life is shit. Like why, what? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it was like, this is awful. <laughs> right. Everything being perfect was like awful. That was the kind of, that was the feeling I had too. And I was like, Oh, this isn't bad. Like I, it's, it was this weird thing when I realized the whole Zen of life, which was the, you know, the kind of, uh, you know, I don't know, insecure parts of me or the parts that want more out of life, which maybe isn't as an insecurity. It's your drive was completely killed. Yeah. Mm. My part that was being, you know, subjugate to the man was just kicking in overdrive. But so then I. Your, your chutzpah. Your chutzpah was gone. Yeah. My chutzpah. My chutzpah. My balls were gone. Exactly. And so we recorded, I think we recorded three shows. When, when I forget which shows they were, but I remember them being kind of our lesser work that we've done because <laughs> I didn't feel as quick or as driven during doing the show. So eventually, again, I think that's the drugs talking. Yeah. <laughs> I think those shows were just fine, Todd. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Maybe it was your drugs talking. But, <laughs> well, but so uh, getting through all that, I, I came to this revel- revelation that, uh, Oh no, I'm good. <laughs> like, you know, I, but I tried this thing and I realized I'm not depressed in any way, which is cool. Now, but, uh, I'm sorry, did you quit cold turkey or did you do, go to less than a quarter of a pill? <laughs> <laughs> do an eighth a day? Yeah. You're not even like a pill popper, you're a pill cutter. The bad thing was, while I was on the pills, I didn't even feel the need to snort any of them, which is the normal me would be like, mm, you know, just mm, snort Yeah, them. terrible, wow. terrible. Yeah. So uh, I, I got off the Wellbutrin, and uh, but it was <laughs> Thank cool. Thank God. <laughs> but now, but now, but now it's kind of funny. Now when I go to like you know put the dishes in the dishwasher, where before taking the pills, I felt like my hair was on fire doing it. During the pills, I could have loaded the dishwasher all day. Now I go to load the dishwasher. I'm like, now I fucking really hate loading the dishwasher. <laughs> oh well, it's worse. They had the exact opposite effect. Yeah. So mm. that, I mean, that's how life boils down. In the end. It's how do you feel loading the dishwasher? You, you know, like, you know, everybody tries to make life into the, these, these great moments you have as to what defines you as a person. But really, who you really are is, you know, what are you thinking about when you're taking a shower in the morning? How easy is it to load the dishwasher? And uh, how many hours of your day are you going to dedicate to being a better person? Maybe. And how nice do you treat your wife? I don't know. How good are you to your buddies? But I don't know. That, that was my experience uh, on... Uh, Trying Wellbutrin. Did not serve you well. No. Hey, boys. Feeling dirty? Eddie's Scrub and Swim is Lakewood's newest all-male bathhouse. If you're looking for good, clean fun and the companionship and camaraderie that comes with all-male communal bathing, give us a shot. Your monthly membership to Eddie's comes with free towel service, unlimited access to soap, lotions, and restrooms. And for those of you who get the wrong idea, Eddie's is strictly patrolled by security. These strong, broad-shouldered, agile, well-hung rent-a-cops will ensure there is no funny business going on. Just try and get fresh, and these guys will have you handcuffed and subjugated to the harshest of discipline. All men only means you'll never suffer the uncomfortable feeling that comes when bathing with the opposite sex. Right now, get 35% off through Groupon. Find us online at eddiescrubandswim.com or on Grinder. So, uh, re- 
recently I was I was golfing with a friend of mine, and uh, he was one of these guys. We show up, you know, we're playing golf, and we're all you know getting out there. And usually when I go golf, because I go I golf every. Uh, Saturday morning for like last six months. Every Saturday morning, I go out and I play at least nine holes. Did you start that on the Wellbutrin? Yeah, you know my short game was very good under Wellbutrin. I could really putt. I couldn't drive for shit. You know, but so I, I, I was golfing, and one of my my buddy's friends he comes and he brings this this e cigarette, mm. and it's one of these ones with the crazy chambers in it, where he has the extra heavy flow nicotine in it. Oh and- no, you got the Douchiest uh, one. Oh, Elliot has the Stephen Dorff. Yeah, you blue have the Stephen Dorff one. All right, pass that over here. Oh, have my. you used one of these, Buck? No. You should try it. I know I should. I'd save. You've money. never tried one of these. Have you not? I've tried them because you're. you're I've you're tried like a, them with hash in there. <laughs> You've done the hash oil one. Yes. You're like a, you're like a uh, you're like a pack a day smoker, Buck. Yeah, it's it's somewhere around there. If we have a good day, it's uh, more. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay, so... Uh, All right, yeah, let me hit it. Let Ellie, hit just it. pass me with these Steven Dorff, the blue cigarette. Oh, he looks so cool in those black and white commercials, <laughs> and then it's blue. Oh, I'm taking my freedom back, bud. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm taking my freedom back. Which end do I suck on? Whichever like, end you want, again, baby. Use that as a soundbite. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So, Buck, I don't know. This is a visual bit, but Buck's sucking on it now. Dorf. Yeah. <laughs> Thinking about the movie Ed TV right there. <laughs> take it, no, take a real. I was seriously going to ash. Take okay. a real drag. Yeah, take a like you would hit. There you go. Yeah, there you go. You don't have to now, do it too goddamn. <laughs> ain't a bong. <laughs> now, uh, when, when my buddy, when my buddy had this, I think I broke it. <laughs> <laughs> but when my buddy had one of these things out. He he was smoking it, and he had he had like the one hundred and fifty dollar one where you put in the the nicotine cartridges that actually make it more heavy than like a. I'm gonna hit, take another hit of that. Jeez. Yeah, uh, that. It made it more heavy than a Marlboro Red. Fucking dwarf. <laughs> but you, I've seen these around for maybe the last year and a half. They're ubiquitous. Oh, at they're least everywhere. around LA, I don't know if you right. rest of the world you see them everywhere. But the ones that cost two hundred bucks or something like that are worth their shit because they. I've, I saw one guy blowing Bob Marley at, at the fucking, you know, across the way. And I'm like, is he fucking smoking weed? No. He's smoking from like one that looks like he got it from the Star Wars cantina. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. With yeah. The, the whole. Yeah. yeah. Those yeah. are those, those are massive shit. things. Yeah. Those are the shit. My girlfriend is completely uh, into the idea that everyone who has like the big one is just smoking hash oil all the time. Right. I, w- I would. Not. And, and so. Future like- employers. <laughs> I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. And so I'm at, I'm at my local dive bar, and we, we have an Irish bartender, and he's he's blowing on one of these, and he's like, oh, fucking hell. He's like, I smoked cigarettes for fucking 18 years. I quit for 10. Now this fucking electric thing, now I'm smoking it all fucking day, and I can smoke it at work. And and so I was trying, as, as somebody used to smoke a pack a day, I was trying to come up with my own personal opinion on guys with the e-cigarette. And you know what? I gotta go, because it always comes down to two things: it's douche or non-douche. Right. And I gotta go. I'm thinking I'm going douche with the e-cigarette. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking the e-cigarette. It's like you know, it just if you're gonna smoke, smoke a cigarette. It's it's more satisfying in, in many. I mean, maybe it's less healthy, but the the e-cigarette thing is really just opening up this weird lane for people being. It's like a hip technological. Right. Way to smoke, and it, it, I don't know. It just feels weird to me. Maybe if I was raised with a punk rock ethic, that it just feels wrong. 
Buck? Oh, I hate this. I hate that you, you hate all of it. Yeah, well, I'm not a fan. I, you know, I'm still. I see it as kind of like Nerf smoking. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's bullshit. You know, and most people that I know that have that, I'm like, oh, you have the e-cigarette? Yeah, but I still smoke cigarettes. Yeah, like they still usually have like a pack or something lying around. They still smoke cigarettes. Why? Because they can't get their neck fit on that. So yeah, it doesn't. It. I am someone who is trying to quit. Hmm. Uh, I, this could show- see, I could see that by the Steven Dorf electric cigarette oh, and, the, yeah. and the pack of, and camel, the pack of yeah. pack of Camel Cools you just opened. Yes. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Um, as you uh, experienced, it's menthols, of course. Yeah, yeah you got <laughs> It's one of one of the two on those ones. Um, I did pretty good for a while. I did two weeks with the Dorf cigarette. Yeah, because you know he's a cool guy, so you got to get the Dorf <laughs> one. Like he's him. got he's got a lot of uh, film under his belt. Uh, so that's why they obviously pill, like pulled right, that guy. Right, right. Yeah. You know, he's a celebrity. Um, I'm Stephen Dorff. I've been a smoker for 20 years, and I just found the smarter alternative. But they definitely don't fix it. And everyone I met who's like tried to quit has gone back using them. Yeah, no. The thing is, like, if you're the problem is with smoking, it's an addiction to nicotine. And if you just keep feeding it with more nicotine, even though it's this vapor, kind of slightly healthier, it's still the same thing. You just got to break away from nicotine in order to quit yeah. smoking. And that's what it's all about. So, But I find that most of these guys that are really getting hardcore into the e-cigarette are guys that weren't really into smoking in the first place. Truth. And now they're just into being the weirdo with the weird dude hobby. I don't see a lot of women doing this, by the way. I think it's a weird, creepy guy hobby thing. It's the same guy with the shisha, the guy who's really into the hookah, or it's the guy who who gets way too into the different weird strands of weed and the vaporizer. Those guys aren't real potheads. Real potheads don't give a shit. They smoke joints and they take bong rips, and that's it. They, they don't, Damn they're, right. They're not into like the weed peanut butter. Real <laughs> potheads get pissed at them for that. You know. Yeah, they're they're kind of faking the funk. So I'm saying this: if we break it down to the far out opinion. The e-cigarette, douchey. Yes. Um, I had a bunch of people at my last job who smoked the e-cigarette, but didn't smoke real cigarettes ever. They'd never done it. They were smoking the e's. Yeah, then, then they started smoking regular cigarettes. Like, oh, this is great. No, they never smoked real cigarettes. It's like a... These days, people are getting into heroin because they got into <laughs> Oxycontin first. Oh, that's... Yeah, that's the Oxycontin thing. Oxycontin got too expensive, so then they get into heroin. I found. <laughs> What'd you find? <laughs> now through the great life observations of Todd Perry. Uh, you know, I, I am. Uh, Buck, can you pass me a beer? <laughs> yes, sire. I ain't like that. I. <laughs> <laughs> when did we start stacking the beers on the floor? Is what I want to know. We got a pyramid going. And that's what's happening. Or Let's what? do this in mic. This kappa sappa what? Oh, I just beard all over the mic. Yeah, see, they're a goddamn mess. <laughs> it's not just me. I have been making a mess all night. <laughs> making a lot of mess with the beard tonight. So, uh, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm somebody that, I guess if you've listened to this show for a long time, we've done a lot of topics about death. Because I think that if you embrace the idea of death and don't run from it and think about it on a daily basis, it makes your regular life even better because you know that there's an end to it. So then you're going to be a little more YOLO. You're going to enjoy today better because you know that in the end, everybody's uh, got a 
Everybody's got to go. Everybody's got to find a way to go. All right, let's bring the show up here. It's it's later than you think. No, this is a positive thing, and I think that embracing death is a is a positive thing. Now, the fun thing is, there's a lot of ways to go. There is. There is a wide variety of ways for you to uh, you know meet your proverbial maker. Or just have everything go black, like the last episode of The Sopranos, like I feel life goes. <laughs> but so we've compiled a list. I've, I found this great list on uh, Wikipedia, and it's unusual ways that people have died throughout history. And there's a lot of weird historical terms in here and stuff, so we're going to really challenge announcer Elliot mm-hmm. into pronouncing some of this stuff. And we're going to talk about some of the weirdest ways that people have died throughout history. Elliot, hit it. Okay, so... In uh, 620 B.C., Draco, Athenian lawmaker, was smothered to death by gifts of cloaks and hats showered upon him by appreciative citizens at a theater in Agenia. Oh, so he was he was killed by people throwing hats and clothing at him. Like, like good back Lord. in the day, if you really did something good, people would chuck a hat at you. And a cloak. Fah! Yeah, like yeah. everybody would just disrobe for you and chuck their clothes at you, and then when he was... Suffocated by it. That's a pretty good job. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that. I mean, that's a great show of appreciation. I wish right now, if we really did a good show, I could really just chuck my Dodger hat at Buck right now, or uh, Buck would throw his uh, Boston hat at. Yeah, right at right you. Now. Yeah. Uh, four fifty-five BC, Ecclesius, the great Athenian author of tragedies, uh. Valericius Maximus wrote that he was killed by a, a tortoise draped or dropped <laughs> by an eagle that had mistaken his head for a rock suitable for <laughs> shattering the shell of the reptile. Pliny, in his Naturalis Historia, adds that Ecclesius had been staying outdoors to avert a prophecy that he would be killed by a falling object. So he, w- he, he thought that he would die of a falling object, so he stayed outside. And then he died by a tortoise being dropped on his head. Well, I mean, that's the uh, classic, you will be killed, uh, you know, or you, the most tragedies help happen, like, within, what, like, 1.4 miles of your home? Right. Uh, most tragedies? Maybe most accidents? Mm-hmm. I think it's traffic accidents. Yeah. 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 yeah I think Buck's right. <laughs> not necessarily always a tragedy. Like, some people bite it in a traffic ad- accident. It's all right. It's not a Greek tragedy, you know. But get, getting uh, the the funny thing is, I have my tortoise in my backyard, mm. and I have like a grate over where he stays because I don't want any birds picking him up and dropping him on people because that's how they drop somebody and then they break the shell and then they go and eat the turtle. A lot of yeah, a lot of eagles in Lakewood, I hear. Yeah, no, there's some <laughs> bastard one that hangs out by one of the local golf courses that you're getting ready to tee off. It's like. Yeah, there's a big Red Hawk community out here. Yeah, I ain't fucking with that, man. Talk about white white boy problems. <laughs> the, eagle eagle, the, the eagle at the golf course. <laughs> Might kill my tortoise. He's messing up my short game. <laughs> no, I'm serious. When you start worrying about an eagle, it's really going to fuck with your backswing, you know? But to get a tortoise dropped on your head. Oh. 1927, Isadora Duncan. Dancer. Died of a broken neck when her long scarf caught on the wheel of a car in which she was a passenger. Oh, wow. Yeah, that sounds really awful. You ripped her head off, right? Oh, Isadora sounds- Duncan. Isadora Duncan. So she was riding in a car, and she had a scarf, and then it, it fell on the axle of the car, and it ripped her head off. Oh, that sounds 
fucking terrible. <laughs> Good golly. And I'm sure if she was a dancer, she was a hot broad. And you're like sitting with this chick in the backseat of a car. Oh, this is Isadora Duncan, man. She's going to give me a handy later in the car. Whammo. Head just flies off. And then you're sitting with her body next to you. Right. So then you and just... And then everyone's looking at you. Like, oh, <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for decapitating her, you know? And then the, the head's probably like f- still flopping on the... on. Maybe connected still to the scarf and just flopping <laughs> wow. like a just married can behind the car. Wow. And, and then uh, now, now the weird thing is this girl's got to dance her body, right? Mm-hmm. No head. No head. No head. Do, do you grab a thigh dance or something? Dance her body. I know where you're going with this. You know, do you yeah, do yeah. grab her butt? Just, I mean, she's dead. It's, it's not a, a sexual... Just while she's warm. Yeah, well, no, no, but she's cold. You don't do that, but just warm, maybe. It's real quick. Grab a boob. Small <laughs> boobs, probably, if she's a dancer. Because she can't object. Well, I mean, she's dead. It's not a violation. <laughs> it's not neck row. Right? She has no neck. Yeah, it's, oh, there it's you go. the five-second rule. <laughs> <laughs> 1958, Gareth Jones, actor, collapsed and died between scenes of a live television play, Underground at the studios of Associated British Corporation in Manchester, director Ted Kocheff continued to play to his conclusion, improve, improvising around Jones's absence. Coincidentally, Jones's character was to have a heart attack, which was what Jones suffered and died of. Oh. oh. <laughs> now, if we were doing this show, and let's say one of us died while doing the show. like Wait, I didn't, I didn't see who you looked at first. I was taking a swig. Who did you look at? I'm just saying, it could be me. It could be Elliot. It could be Buck. If one of us had that moment, which which I hope if they did, they would bust the Red Fox line. Elizabeth. Elizabeth, Elizabeth is the big one. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm home. coming for you. <laughs> and then if they hit drop down and if somebody looked over to the computer and said, we have 15 minutes left <laughs> yeah. to get to 34 minutes to make it a good episode of the Far Out podcast. That we would continue the show. Keep when going. You, when you say somebody, um, you're the one who looks at the computer, which again, uh, I bring up my question. Who did you look at, me or Buck? Well, I mean, it would be more difficult to carry on with Buck being dead. Yes. So you're but saying that's, that's the, the show like, is taught about. That's more likely. You're, you're looking at the rotating gang is the one who's going to die. We'd have to promote a rotating gang. It's guy like the Buck. black guy at Star Trek. <laughs> you know he's going down. You know the red shirt. Yeah. The red shirt, sir. Yeah, well, <laughs> Elliot, that's the position you have here is the rotating gang of cigar store Indians. You're the red shirts on the show. Yeah. You know, but uh, you know, I I think that maybe one one thing we'd have to. I mean, we'd stop for a second, and someone would just grab the pulse just to make sure we don't have to call any medics in or whatever, hmm. just to make sure that uh, is he dead? Okay, can we can, can we continue? <laughs> and then we'd go. We'd finish the the news stories or the list of the day, right. and we'd get right to the. Uh, the Louis Armstrong play out. <laughs> right. Uh, 1979, Robert Williams, a worker at Ford Motor Company plant, was the first known human to be killed by a robot. Oh. After the arm of a one-ton factory robot hit him in the head. Jowza. Wow. That's, uh, that's an impressive feat. Death by robot. You know, I always figured that Osimo had it out for people. Osimo can't move at all, man. That guy's so slow. Yeah, if you got killed by Osimo or raped, I'd say that's on you. <laughs> there is a real Osimo? Yeah. Yeah. I just saw the, the, South, the South Park episode. I didn't know there was there's a real, a real Osimo. Osimo. Yeah, it's based on something. <laughs> it's like finding out there's really a Santa Claus. There's a real Osimo? 
There's not a real Santa Claus, though. <laughs> I, you know, the thing about Osimo is I always look at Osimo's feet, and he's got that, that kind of traction on the shoe. Oh, damn it. I'm sorry. And he's got that... Thank you, Ronald Reagan. He's got that <laughs> that, that thing on the shoe. And, and I always think I'd like to have shoes like Osimo has. With, you know, it looks like it's an amazing traction. It's a very comfortable shoe. I have never given two shits about that, so I have no idea what you're talking about. I, I'm, I'm into the traction of the shoe because I always do, I don't I don't want them to fall, and I think oh that would be very very comfortable footwear. When you go to uh, Foot Locker, is that what you ask for? Do, do I have the, the Osimo Osimo Jordans? Do you have the Osimos? I need some Osimo tread. <laughs> 1933, Gary Hoy. Hoy. Or uh, <laughs> Yoy. I don't know. I don't know what I think. Back I got to say the. Oh, they know, know my, my brother. brother. What, what a time. time. I got what to say day. the name. I'm, I'm sorry. I said it wrong. I said it wrong. I said it wrong. <laughs> what a day. What a time. What a time. A uh, 38 year old uh, lawyer in Toronto huh. fell to his death on. The 9th of July, 1993, after he threw himself a w- against a window on the 24th floor of a Toronto Dominion Center in an attempt to prove to a group of visitors that the glass was unbreakable. <laughs> what, oh, that's sad. He died. <laughs> well, that's, that's that's the, whenever you're saying something is unsinkable or unbreakable, immediately that's when it's going to give. Right. When, the moment you're completely guaranteed of safety is the moment you will die. But... It's a demonstration he had done many times before, and the glass didn't break, uh, but popped completely out of the window frame. Wow. So the glass was unbreakable, but the window frame was cheap shit. Yeah. uh, The asshole was like, yo, I paid so much for the glass. (laughs) (laughs) It ain't going to (laughs) break. The sealant, however... And I'm sorry, he'd done this many times before? Yeah, he'd kept done... To impress people or what? Oh, wow. He's a good guy. (laughs) <laughs> so what do you do for a living i throw myself against windows and high rises and... Yeah, well as mr wolfenbogger used to say there's one less idiot in the gene pool you know what i'm saying who's mr wolfenbogger yeah, that's it's like your old shop teacher yeah it's a history teacher from a uh, high school yeah. wolfie yeah. I got a lot of i'm wolfie. sorry no, no one else yeah, i'm sorry no like... no one knows wolfenbogger <laughs> Come on. The wolf of San Pedro? No, no, he's Bish Montgomery. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 2007, Jennifer Strange. Mm. A 28-year-old woman from Sacramento, California. Wait, wait, Buck, I looked at your face. <laughs> I know you had the joke where the guy's like, I wanted to get me some Strange. When... <laughs> <laughs> I saw I Buck, I saw the wheel spinning in it. You went for that joke. Yeah. <laughs> Give me some Strange. Uh, well, that's good. Cause she died. Of water intoxication while trying to win a Nintendo Wii console on KDND 107.9. Now, I'm very familiar with this because mm. they did a thing with, with a radio station promotion in 2007 called Wii for a Wii, where it, whoever, like they had like three people, and whoever drank the most water without peeing would win the Wii. Oh and th- that's when the Wii just came out and it was a huge deal, and everybody wanted a Wii, and they cost 600 bucks, and they were hard to get. And they did this radio promotion, some station in Sacramento, and the woman drank so much water she died of water intoxication. 
Wow. And that's how people lots of times die on ecstasy. They, right. That's what I was thinking. Like yeah. that was a big thing in the nineties. It was like because you when you take E, you get this intolerable thirst, and, and and you just keep drinking and drinking and drinking. That eventually you die because you you internally you like soak your brain in water. Some weird shit happens where your brain goes kaput. And there's mm-hmm. like frat deaths from the same like thing and like. Yeah, like but you, you put but you're putting it through your butt. In a frat, it's the butt your, your butt chugging it's water. Butt chugging. Yeah, <laughs> and, and so this woman died. Now, when I was working at KLSX at ninety seven point one, I was doing a lot of work for the promotions department, and then we got like a memo. We're like, they're like, uh, CBS corporate has said, don't do a wee for a wee promotion coming up anytime <laughs> soon for the Adam Carolla show, and uh, so the, uh, that was a funny thing, and we all we all talked about that a lot, and then we all really we thought about all the stupid promotions we had done. And all shamed and thought, we're so glad nobody died. Oh, uh, those, uh, the cutting yourself for a car? Yeah, no, no, we, we had one, and it was win Adam's Corolla. And it was to win, it was, it was like in 2006, it was once Adam started on the, on KLSX. And we did this bit, and it, it wasn't dangerous at all, but I will tell you that one of the greatest displays of fucking comic genius, we're in like the valley at, uh, some used car lot and somebody would win and we gave out like a hundred entries okay. and they had an entry on the bottom of every duck. Every duck had a number and every person had a number. So Adam would pull out a duck with a number, call up the person and then rip on them and then put the <laughs> duck aside and went through a hundred <laughs> people and he found every person and he completely off the top of his mind, like did a whole like bit on every person that walked up. Wow. And we just sat there like, holy shit. It was like watching, you know, the Sermon on the Mount. It was like, Adam was so fucking hilarious. And it was one of the funniest things I'd ever witnessed in my life, was just Adam ripping on people in a in a car lot. So how did they win the car? Uh, the last duck, after they pulled out all the ducks, the last duck standing was the person who won, you know, a $15,000 car. They, you know, it was pretty cool. But it was just seeing watching Adam do that. It was it was incredible. We have a last one, Elliot, before we wrap up the show. Um, twenty twelve. Uh, keeping it recent. Edward Archbold. Uh, thirty two. Clean up your speech, Elliot. <clears throat> Come on, get it tight. Last one you got to read of the day. Twenty twelve. Edward Archbold, thirty two, a man of West Palm Beach, Florida, died after winning a cockroach eating contest. Oh, the well, cos- oh, but he won though. Yeah, it's a winner. Well, he, he went out on top. Yeah. yeah. He probably put that on his gravestone. Uh, the cause of death was determined to be accidental choking due to anthropod body parts. Oh, oh. God. You want to, like, are they, like, trying to crawl their way out? Like, you got to, you don't, you don't, if, you know, if you feel, feel like you're, you're Joey Chestnut, there's a lot of it where you're just swallowing it down, right? Like, you're not masticating every cockroach. Um... So no, I'm sure no. some are trying to crawl their way up, right? He's eating it like a duck chestnut. You know, it soaks it in water and then just gulps it down. It gulps it down. Now, yeah. it's a cockroach. If you suck it down, it might try to crawl back up your esophagus, right? I Because if they can make their way up a water pipe and climb out through my goddamn toilet, right? <laughs> and you've seen cockroaches do some amazing shit. They're like amphibians, right? Right. That I'm sure that putting them in your stomach is no big deal for them. <laughs> they can either crawl out your ass or... Or crawl out your, your mouth, crawl out your nose. You got to chew every one. Well, that must have been a really interesting body to do as a coroner. <laughs> oh, God. 
just have to work on that and like just roaches keep coming out because they're you know as they say like they'll survive the next nuclear holocaust you open the guy's stomach and it's just Woo! feels like fortune cookie well and if there's eggs you know if it's open casket that must have been rough too okay you hope they cremate the guy because if you bury the guy I mean, he's going to be gone soon, much sooner, because all the all the roaches will eat is in, in, you know. Good God. Is that how we're ending this? Can we hear the Louis Armstrong to take us out book? Uh, if I can find it. Here. I'd like to thank everybody. <laughs> <laughs> ah, is that it? That's Thelonious Monk. We're still getting the soundboard right. what? As far Louis Armstrong, you Uncle what? Satchmo's Lullaby. You asked for what? Uh, it's been a while since he, you know, he hasn't had it for a bit. I'm rusty. I'd like to thank everybody for listening to Faro Podcast. I'd like to thank Buck Perez. Oh, thank you. I'd like to thank the great Alan Dagan. Uncle. The beer just hit me. I'm now officially drunk, but it <laughs> happened right as Louis Armstrong started playing. Right then. Akbaka baka chaka. Satchel's lullaby Ich sag gute Nacht Dirty D, you a baddie daddy Lamata Tebby Chai Buck, Buck, we were still recording that Buck, we were still recording that outro I'll put it on right now <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That, uh, the show will end weird.